Hey guys! Hey guys! How are you doing? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's been so long. My podcast family, I'm sure you guys have missed me. You guys have been wondering, where is Marcel? What happened? I've gotten so many messages from um, my friends on WhatsApp. Some people just send me messages randomly. I get DMs. Uh-uh. Your podcast, what happened? Have you stopped? Guys, I've not stopped though. I don't know what happened. Um, the last episode was June, and this is November, June, July, August, September, November. This is five months. What? This is like the most inconsistent I've ever been at anything. I don't know. I've never been away from something I'm supposed to be committed to for five months. Wow. That's like ghosting my my boyfriend for five months. This I'm supposed to be in a committed relationship with this podcast and I just ghosted for five months. I did not give you guys any warning. Well, well. Um I can't say anything in particular happened, Jerry. You guys you know how adulting is. Like things just come up and you know another thing comes up, another thing comes up. You can't really control it. So life just happens. So well, this podcast is just going to be a catch-up podcast. Let's just catch up what happened, what has happened since we last spoke. Um, so yeah, coronavirus is still here, still very much around. The last episode was in June and nothing has changed. Uh, lately, I started seeing people posting, oh, the second wave of the virus is here. Oh, coronavirus is back because UK and some other countries are saying second wave is here trust nigerians to do the same thing second wave we will not copy things that are you know <laughs> beneficial to us to be copying trends second wave is back in the uk auto- automatically means second wave is here i was just saying that people that are saying oh coronavirus is back are clowns guess why because coronavirus never left you probably became careless or something so that's on you, not on the virus. It never left. It has always been here. While everyone became, you know, um, relaxed and um, didn't care about it. I knew people who were still dying. I think I'm one of the few people I know that knows so many people that have died from this virus. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. I've lost loved ones to this thing. So, man, you guys should just keep being safe out there don't relax i know it's so easy for us to get comfortable around people we know we don't wear our masks we don't you know wash our hands as often as before but you guys jazz up jazz up okay in fact (laughs) i'm going to give you guys as well we're catching up so i'm going to gist you guys about a lot of things so um i don't remember when was it um the last episode was uh june i felt i felt sick in july i remember yeah i felt sick in july before my birthday my entire family um i'm from um we're five in my family including my parents and four of us fell sick excluding one person at the same time i'm so convinced that it was coronavirus guys I was so scared to check. We did not check, so we treated ourselves at home. Like we did the full coronavirus treatment. 
there was a time there was at some point my dad was saying we should all go get tested the next day but we called some doctors and they were like if we get tested there's a possibility that they will say oh go to isolation center and that one <laughs> the isolation centers in nigeria from what i've heard is what would even kill you faster than the virus if so we just stayed at home we did not get tested but we started the coronavirus uh the covid 19 treatment the the injection they use i don't remember the name the um medicine they take it's ridiculously expensive guys it is expensive i in fact i was thinking about it that so what's people who don't have money people who are poor how do they even go about this those ones who just like die without even knowing what's going on because they can barely they cannot even afford it like the injection is so expensive just how many doses we had to buy for four of us we spent just for the injection or not even the medicine we spent over a hundred k for just like 12 injections i'm like wait what's going on over a hundred k yeah over a hundred k and that's just for like 12 uh shots so it's crazy you guys should be safe out there after the whole thing i was like ah, i'm going to get to do the antibodies test to know if it was it but nah i don't even want, i might do it eventually but i'm just so sure at some point while i was sick i thought i was going to die i kid you not my colleague still laughs at me today i i i had to send my hard drive with my works in it to the office because i just told them in case something happens so in case i don't make it so that people will not say myself went with your office projects i just sent my works because of course life has to go on if anything happens to me the office is not going to shut down because something happened to myself but anyway thankfully i got over it i became fine my whole family i recovered yeah i recovered and it took a while before um some of my family members recovered but yeah we're all fine doing good i don't know how my sister that's the one that did not fall sick i don't know how it happened because you know they say some people are what's that word they use like some people who have the virus but they don't show signs or show the symptoms don't manifest i remember that word but you guys know what i'm talking about yeah because if i was so convinced that it was the coronavirus and she did not have it and we sleep we slept in the same room throughout i don't know at some point she had to move out because i was telling her i i could not taste at some point i lost my sense of smell taste everything that's when i knew this is crazy because i've fallen sick before i know what it feels like i rarely fall sick but in my you know this adulthood i can remember falling sick about three times in my life and having malaria and it was not like it at all in fact before we started thinking it would be coronavirus and said you know doing the treatment we treated for malaria and guess what you know malaria treatment is usually three days max and then you start feeling better i was not feeling better i said i started feeling worse that's when i knew Hmm. i'm the one that even made all of us to just start doing the treatment because i'm like this is not ordinary the way i was feeling and then all of us at the same time how is that possible 
like the day I lost my sense of smell and taste my mom was cooking something by the way my mom also fell sick but the way my mom is I don't know <laughs> that woman no matter what it is she's she always does what she has to do so she was cooking and all of that and I just know I was hearing sounds, but I was not perceiving anything. I came out, you know, when you're cooking meat, like seriously in the house, meat with garlic, everything, ginger, you're supposed to perceive it. I could smell nothing. That's when I was scared that, wait, mommy, you've been cooking since when? She says since now, can't she say I've even finished? I'm like, how did I not perceive anything? Like, I went close, I could smell nothing. Tasted food, I could taste nothing. Like, everything just tasted so bland. That period we're drinking all sorts of concussions anyway the story is getting too long <laughs> but you get the drift i feel like i had the virus and um so you guys should just you know stay safe after then i became a bit paranoid which is good I wear my mask everywhere sometimes i forget yeah but i'm still cautious it's, it's funny how i go to places and wear my mask and people are laughing at me like uh-uh you think we have coronavirus sorry yo is it written on the head so please you guys just you know keep safe don't let anybody make fun of you for doing the right thing wash your hands regularly wear your mask even if you're in a gathering uh with friends still do the right thing okay um what happened afterwards oh the next week was my birthday guys i turned 25 those of you who know me um, maybe on my, you know, you follow me on social media or your my WhatsApp. You know, I turned 25. I didn't do anything really. I, I was at home that day, um, but I had a great day. It was amazing. I got so many gifts. Um, I did a photo shoot for the first time, <laughs> birthday photo shoots. Pictures were lovely. I loved all of them. Um, I was just so happy to turn 25 a uh, few months before then a few weeks self I started feeling anxious you know how it is now um, new year I'm not where I wanted to be um, sorry I'm not where I want to be by this age you know how it is now when we're younger planning oh by 25 I'm gonna be this I'm gonna be that and <laughs> In fact, I don't think anything I, I, I said is happening right now. I'm feeling anxious and sad, but I had to, you know, shove all that aside and just think of my life. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm definitely not where I used to be. God has been so faithful. God has been so gracious. Even in my own faithfulness, he has remained, you know, steadfast. God doesn't change. And there's something I keep learning. My experiences, you know, my circumstances do not determine who God is. Because I prayed for something or because, you know, things are not going as planned, it does not mean God is not God. Okay? So, even with everything bad happening, you know, God still remains God. You cannot define God by happenings or circumstances or occurrences. The fact that, oh, something good, you can't say, oh, things are going well today. God is good. God is good. And then things are going bad tomorrow. God is not good. Nope. God is God all by himself. Without human beings, God was God. With us, God is God. When we all leave, when there's no one left, God is still God. And so, 
I just had to recognize that, acknowledge, and also count my blessings, yeah. Because we're all fond of waiting for, you know, the big wins to celebrate and to, you know, we only acknowledge the big wins. But little wins matter also. And I know that I've had some little wins, you know, while I turned 24. I had quite a number of wins. And so I'm so grateful to God for everything 25 in fact i felt so happy so blessed that day my loved ones were so kind got so many you know um amazing messages and you know ways i've impacted people's lives it's so funny how i'm just here living my life sometimes doubting myself sometimes beating myself up for you know being a certain way and then someone is coming to tell me that oh my gosh it's because of you this and that happened i learned this from you i'm like wait what you learned what's from me (laughs) but then again god is faithful that's all i can say turn 25 and i am so glad Anywho, what else happened? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah. How can I even mention, not mention this? This is what is currently going on. The whole NSA saga that, you know, um, um, influenced the outburst of every other thing that is going on. Sorry, the outburst about every other thing going on in Nigeria. Everything wrong with Nigeria. There's just so 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 much wrong with nigeria man everyone who is nigerian even if you're not nigerian you've probably heard about it it's crazy um so for those who don't know um NSAS is uh was a protest against um police brutality why am i saying was is because it is still going on even though government is trying to act like we are stupid because they told us, oh, okay, SARS has been disbanded. We all know that's a lie. Because this is like the third or fourth time they are doing that. And there have been reports of people seeing SARS um, officials on the roads still harassing people. So, yeah, it's a protest against police brutality in Nigeria. And in simple terms, what really happens is the police targets um people who are young and look successful or young and look like they're living their best lives or young and literally just look good so if you're a young person you look good you're dressed nicely you drive a nice car you use a nice phone um you're profiled and assumed to be a criminal and they harass you extort money from you and go as far as kill whoever it is on the road and they do not not care a common saying amongst them is i am going to kill you and nothing is going to happen and they are right guess what they are right because this is nigeria where anything happens and nobody is held accountable but thankfully it's like there was an awakening all around like the entire nigeria amongst the youths like everybody just woke up and said and decided to say enough is enough i mean we've all been saying enough is enough on social media but for the first time everyone came together and took it to the streets yeah everyone took it to the streets celebrities um even people abroad lended their voices did i say lended wait guys what's going on Lend so it's not lended. Hey, (laughs) 
God save me. Anyway, English is not my first language, so who cares? Who cares? Anyway, this is a serious matter. I'm not supposed to be joking. Everyone lent their voice, and um, co- as a collective, it was just so inspiring. And for the first time in, I'll say, my entire life, I had hope that something was going to change. I had hope. You know that okay yes for the first time maybe this is a change because it's now went from being NSAS to being and bad governance so NSAS is like the umbrella um, um, hashtag or um, term or what, what you, whatever you want to call it but it is literally and bad governance in fact in layman's term it is and all the nonsense in nigeria basically that is what it is and it's gained a lot of recognition um internationally everyone now knows what answers is even jack shout out to jack um the um ceo of twitter he gave us our own um emoji so yeah when you tweet hashtag answers it comes with a green white green fist you know for us so yeah that's what has been happening hopefully and then there's the lucky lucky massacre i don't even want to get into it because i feel like i'll just become emotional i remember that's one of the um worst things i have witnessed why am i stuttering guys that's one of the worst things i have witnessed this entire year in fact I was just telling someone that we thought coronavirus was like the worst thing to happen this year because 2020 has been such a you know crazy year and very draining and very horrible it has literally been one of the worst years in the world in history yeah because a lot of people have died even before the um, coronavirus came a lot of people were dying a lot of Faves, you know, celebrities were dying and then COVID-19 came and we just thought, you know what, this is the height of it all. What else can top this? And then Nigeria, the protest started. And while we were protesting or while we are protesting, people are still getting killed by, you know, people who were supposed to protect us. Imagine protesting against police brutality on the streets and the police and military and all of them coming to shoot you down. How, like, where is that done? How does it even make sense? The Lekki massacre was something that, that happened that we can never forget. 2010, 2020, that date will forever be in my memory and will forever be in our memories. As long as you witness this, it's going to be in your memory and... We're all encouraging people to, you know, take records of these photographers, you know, do your thing, writers, do your thing, because we will never forget when we um, grow old, our children are going to hear about this, you know, just by God's grace, things are going to be better by then, but just so they know what Nigeria used to be like, and we will never forget for the sake of those, the lives that were lost. They will never be forgotten. Justice is yet to be served. In fact, the government is still playing blame games. They are denying it. One minute they are denying it. The next minute they are they are, they are saying, "Oh, this person is to be blamed." The next minute they are saying, um, "It was hoodlums who um, decided to." <laughs> it's so ridiculous. They said hoodlums 
were the ones who went and posed as military officials to run down lots of people. The worst thing is we don't know how many people were killed that night because a lot of bodies were carried away. You know, they were just carried away. Like nothing happened. I cannot even imagine what the loved ones of those people are going through. It's a different thing to know, oh, this person is dead, my child is dead, okay, this is my child's body, let's bury. It's a different thing when there's nobody, you just know that, okay, your child might be dead, you are not even sure, no closure, how do you sleep at night, for God's sake. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. And like I was saying, for the first time, I had hope, but after that night, I sort of lost hope. I lost hope, I'm not even going to lie. But I went to church yesterday and you know, I just cried out to God. I needed to let it all out to God. Not that I, ha- I had not been praying before then, but I just wanted to be in, you know, in an atmosphere with other believers, you know, crying out to God and everything. And um, the Holy Spirit just... Because lately, those who know me, especially on my WhatsApp, you know how vocal I am about stuff. I'm very vocal. I'm very opinionated. It offends a lot of people, but that's just who I am. I'm not going to change for anybody. I started becoming extra offended about everything going on in Nigeria and lashing out on my status, you know, raining curses on this country and, you know, saying I hate this country. And... I am not going to lie, that is how I genuinely feel. I cannot pretend. I'm not one to pretend. If I hate something, I hate it. I'm not going to hate something and say I love it. Okay? But, you know, the Holy Spirit has been cautioning me that, you know what, you need to calm down. I know you hate this country, but you cannot keep using the mouth you used to preach or the mouth you used to pray for the country to now curse the country. So what I've decided to do is Yes, I'm feeling all these things, but I'm not going to now tweet or post about my feelings anymore, if you get what I mean. So, rather than um, feeling like I hate this country and just writing it out and posting it out there, I'm just going to, you know, hold it in, hold it in, pray about it, and just let the feeling, you know, go away. I've decided to channel that energy into other things, okay? One of the um, good things that came out of this entire lockdown period and COVID-19 and the protests, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. Some things I've planned to do that I've been um, stalling on or procrastinating or I felt lazy to do, I started working on them. Thankfully, I'm so thankful to God. And I'm making big decisions that are going to change the course of my entire life for good. And so that's what I just decided to channel my energy into. That that anger you're feeling, you're feeling, right? Channel it into something positive that will change your life, okay? Also, you can channel it into something positive that's going to change Nigeria. In your little sphere, in your community, in your group of friends, just... Be the change you want to see. I know we all want the governments to... Yes, governments, in fact, this is not even me doing all that. Oh, be the change you want to see. Don't depend on the government. We are depending on the government because we've voted them in. They need to be held accountable. 
but also nigerians have a fundamental problem we all know this there's something fundamentally wrong with nigerians in fact sometimes i think about it if good governance comes are you sure we are going to accept it because the way ordinary citizens behave just look at the streets and there's no law and order anywhere as little as you know disobeying traffic lights or throwing things down on the road i just look like and we are asking for better governance like we are the ones dirtying the roads i know this is nothing compared to police brutality this is absolutely nothing guys don't get me wrong but it's just from the little things while we are you know demanding accountability from our um, governments and um, hoping that justice is served for those we have lost try and channel that energy into little little things okay 2023 is still far yeah we are waiting to 2023 to vote in another person hopefully we will have um worthy candidates by then to put our trust in but while i mean there's still we still have like two years before that so we can do other things try to change your community you know you're from your church from your workplace just you know be that positive influence um around your to everybody around you basically um also i must say i'm so happy for the united states i was just saying that um you know 2020 has been a horrible year a horrible year it has been a horrible year i cannot even um overemphasize what how bad it has been but it seems like it's ended on a good note for the united states i'm so happy for them that's like um a ray of sunshine or what do you call it silver lining yeah among i i missed everything going on that's just like a silver lining and i'm praying to god that something good just happens in nigeria to give us hope because right now there is no hope the government is taking us for idiots like they are taking us for idiots telling us things like they disbanded SARS, and then now the next thing you know um Rahama Saudu, Sa- I was her name, that popular actress, because she wore a very beautiful, harmless dress. She's been summoned to court, Sharia courts, because they say it's blasphemy. I'm like, what is our priority in this country? What are our priorities? Northern Nigeria is the worst zone in this country. There needs to be a lot of reorientation. I don't even know why I'm screaming. I feel like I'm just i've had it up to here on twitter when they are insulting northern nigerians me i don't even speak because like i don't even get offended even though they are my people because i do not even want to be associated with such people they are horrible people like they are the worst people oh my gosh i'm sorry if you're from the north and you're listening to to this do not take offense i am also from the north and i am offended they have misplaced priorities in the north they are and and the worst people are the people leading like governments there like it's like they do not want to release their people from bondage they have the most uneducated people just look at the protest for example right we're protesting and then the the so-called hoodlums so um, not the hoodlums the people who hijacked the protest before the looting started you know coming to the process people were 
we're northern youths i'm like what are you doing we're protesting for all of us and you are here coming to counter protest and saying oh you're protesters and those people most of them did not understand what they were doing they were just giving or promised 500 naira to go and you know disrupt protests just because I don't get it. Anyway, I've, you know, my podcast sometimes is just a place for me to come and rant and um, just rant, really. But after all the ranting and ranting, I just know that we can only be hopeful. We can only pray. Even though I say I don't have hope, at the end of the day, no matter where I go to or no matter where I relocate to in life, Nigeria would always be my country. And I pray that things change, things turn around for good. The Bible says that the hearts of kings are in his hands and he turns them however he pleases. So we're praying that the Lord, you know, you know, the Lord does something changes something in the hearts of buhari and all those people up there to favor us yes he's going to turn it for our good because at the end of the day what the world needs is the truth what the world world needs is jesus if we have jesus if you have love for people if if all those people in you know power had love they would not treat us this way there's so much I wanted to say. I can't even think. I don't want this podcast to be too long. I just remember the um, COVID-19 palliatives that, you know, they hoarded and people had to, and, you know, ordinary citizens found. Imagine hoarding Indomie. Indomie, like Fowl's father would say. Imagine hoarding Indomie and spaghetti. Like, what do they want to do with it? And then we saw one woman. I don't know who she is. I don't even care to know who she is. She's in government. I think she's a local government. Something, something. You know, shared COVID-19 palliatives for her birthday. And, you know, she did not even have the decency to remove the stickers. The stickers were there. She shared them out as gifts. So, in other words, oh, I bought this. Take this gift. Meanwhile, these were donations from people well-meaning you know nigerians or whoever for the poor because we're all in lockdown and a lot of poor people could not work people could not eat now things are so expensive and the government came out to say oh they were planning they plan to just start sharing them now that people have started working now that people are now finding things to eat months ago where people were starving when people were starving they did not share them let's not get into it man i just hope um you're a believer listening to this just keep praying i know it's easy for us to get angry and lash out and you know say negative things and just curse the country and insult the country but you know at the back of our minds sometimes when we calm down we just realize that yeah i should not be doing this pray for your country it's hard guys it is hard it is extremely difficult sometimes during devotion when we're praying in my house and my mom starts the whole pray for nigeria sometimes i just keep quiet because i don't know what to say i feel like i've run out of prayers but you know the bible says we should pray for our leaders pray for people in authority so it's our duty while we are protesting yeah that's also our duty it's also within our constitutional rights we should also pray 
pray pray pray anyhow anyway guys um thank you for listening to me rants today i think i came to rant i'll be back next time going forward i'll bring some as usual i'll bring some guests on this podcast just to chill um we're just going to have a good time talk about things that are um, usually on our minds and hope you guys are doing well i love hearing getting feedbacks from you guys so um make sure you you have any you know feedback about this episode you have suggestions for um new episodes just send me a message on whatsapp if you're on my whatsapp if not on twitter and instagram you can reach me at marcel omar sorry marcel underscore omar m-a-r-c-e-w-l-e underscore umar u-m-a-r send me a dm send me a you know an instagram message i'll love to hear what you have to say thank you so much for listening i hope to talk to you guys soon bye